Football genius Burgess. And I am Stephanie Fitzpatrick, aka the Advantage Coach. And this is episode 182 of the Field to the Real podcast. Yes. 18 down. I mean, not 18. 18 down. to 18 go. 18 more. 18 to go. Woo. That's four months. Down. Four and a half months. Yeah. If we go all the way through. All the way through. I, I think, I think, because I, I think we're going to. We're gonna miss some because of the holidays. I'm miss sure. some because of the holidays. Probably that Thanksgiving one and then Christmas, New Year. But I think after that we'll be uh we'll be straight. So we'll, we'll be coming right around spring About break. April, spring break, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm actually looking forward to it landing on that so that you know, wherever <laughs> we need to be and be mobile. Yeah. Well, we'll you know, my spring problem. break is way different than George's. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. It's mid. It's mid March. Oh, okay. They do a little different in Florida. <laughs> yeah, it's mid March. So yeah, I will. It'll be okay though. I'll do what I gotta do. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now you know we gonna figure it out too, honey. Yeah, Absolutely. We were forced to do one hundred virtually, but we yeah, we no, it won't be that way. We're gonna be in person for for two months. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, if I gotta buy a five hundred dollar plane ticket, that's what I gotta do. Because these doggone plane tickets is ridiculous. Listen, but I'll, I'll put something on it though. <laughs> oh man, we gonna make it work. It's uh huh. Yeah, it's all good. But let's All jump right. right into to this Who's Really Right. And this Who's Really yeah. Right comes from the shop. And I, I saw this clip um, of the shop. And Draymond Green was on. I want to say it was Draymond Green. Well, it, it was a bunch of people on. But let's just, <laughs> for the sake of this conversation, Draymond Green was on. And um, what's her name? Lisa Leslie. Lisa Leslie. Lord, I was about to... I, it, it it hit me a little <laughs> a little late, yeah. But um, so um, Lisa Leslie had made a comment about the NBA players doing a little more for the game um than they have been already. And after she made that comment, Draymond Green got a little upset because he and then he kind of went into. Um, why a comment like that would upset him. And he talked about some of the things that the NBA players have already been doing for the WNBA. Um, and so it kind of made me, you know, think of the question, like, are the NBA players doing enough or should they be doing more for the WNBA? And I usually, you know, ladies first with a topic like this, but I, I think, um, I don't, I, I think, we see this kind of similarly, but there are, I guess, a, a few, yeah. um, I guess, nuances to this type of conversation yeah. um, that I just kind of wanted to touch on uh, first. Um, and I think that one of the things that I feel, um, and this is just kind of in the way that Lisa Leslie kind of said it, 
and she had made a statement about, you know, some of the NBA players maybe not going to the casinos um, a few times and maybe using that money to donate to WNBA players. And while I feel like, you know, that would be a good gesture, um, and it it would help kind of the, the WNBA um, as far as salaries, I think that um, it wouldn't do the job that needs to be done for the WNBA to kind of grow um, like it's supposed to. I mean, because it's not a... W, the NBA players giving up money to in, improve the WNBA player salary um, would only work short term and it won't address the issues with, you know, marketing and growing a fan base and some of those things that are needed to sustain a business. And so um, I, I feel like, you know, the WNBA is already operating at, on average, uh, I think about a $10 million loss every year and until the the league becomes profitable and you know some of those issues are fixed i think that the the league is either going to continue to kind of be stagnant in growth or it'll eventually fold Um, and i know that's not something that anybody wants and i think that um, that right there has to be addressed before we say, okay, NBA, like, do more. Okay. You yeah. done? That's it, yeah. <laughs> so, because, you know, I've been watching, so, sidebar, I've been watching some episodes, and I noticed it, that I get so excited, sometimes I jump in. Mm-hmm. So, I'm practicing being quiet until you finish. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just been kind of looking at. So I was like, yeah. "Oh, you do that a lot." Okay, I just get excited. It's not rude. Oh it's yeah, no, nah, that's not even something it's, I ever paid attention to. I, oh, I feel yeah, like I when do. both of us get excited, we like just <laughs> might just hop right in there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, to of course, anybody who knows knows how I feel about the equity that that happens with the WNBA versus the NBA and it's Mm -hmm. clearly not equal (laughs) either um and we've had discussions about why of course you just brought up the biggest reason which is this they operate at a deficit every year and Mm -hmm. and that's a shame um but I do feel like I I I agree with well I understand Draymond's response to Lisa Leslie's comment about the casino because you can't check them for their money. Mm-hmm. I, so totally agree with that. Yeah. But I'm on the side that says, yes, there's more that an NBA player can do. And I okay. feel like it's not about their money. It's mm-hmm. about their platform and their presence. And I feel like, oh, and just to be clear, um, my brother is the researcher. So he went and discovered that um, one of the things that I would think would just make this a lot easier as well, because what they need is um, is exposure. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's because if, if people really paid attention to the WNBA, mm-hmm. the games are really exciting to watch. It's mm-hmm. it's not the actual like athletic ability. It's not an inferior 
game in that respect. I think mm-hmm. it's the exposure to the players in the game that is the problem. And so mm-hmm. versus you saying, come out your pockets for us, I feel like it's help us get the exposure we need. But my brother did doing his research, figured out that for some reason, the WNBA does not allow for media to cover when an NBA player is at a WNBA game, which Mm -hmm. I feel like, so that's on the WNBA organizational side. They need to work Mm -hmm. on that. I agree. Marketing sucks. I don't know what they're doing, actually. Makes no sense. But our question is about what can, is can the NBA players do more? And in that respect, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Going to the games, maybe if more of them went to the games, it would switch, they would flip their opinion about showing them. But mm-hmm. um, I also feel like there are opportunities within their um, realm of influence and their sphere of influence in that when you go in and having these conversations and having your agent negotiate for you, about doing a deal with a company to represent them and do, you know, advertisements for them. Speak up for these women. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's put such and Sue Bird in this commercial with me. Or let's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like somebody. Um, because people need to start to know who they are. I think that's really what it is. If you're not a sports person or really into women's basketball, you don't know who these people are. Brittany mm-hmm. Griner might be getting more more press just because of what's happening with her, but people probably didn't know who she was before. Mm-hmm. So that is a problem because this chick was a beast in college and in, in the mm-hmm. NBA, WNBA. So I feel like that's where the the NBA players could be more. Or when they're going out doing community things, invite these women to participate so that you yeah. can bring them up. I applaud Steph for taking that platform that he was given when they mm-hmm. received their, their rings for the championship to speak on Brittany Griner's behalf. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff. I mean, it could, it doesn't have to just be about Brittany Griner. It's, there are players like that need to be, mm-hmm. need to be uh, spotlighted. Like their right. stories force the press to start talking about these women. Like, Making their mm-hmm. stories known, they I, they got stories just like the guys do. Like, right. start to put that out there. I feel like they got platforms. Draymond's got podcasts. Kevin Durant's got a podcast. All of these people, everybody got a podcast. Mm-hmm. So, use those like those spaces as well to start mm-hmm. to spotlight them. Even if you don't bring them on, just like we spotlight people, we don't have them right. on the show. Spotlight them. Mm-hmm. make people start to go re- I'm the person that if you tell say somebody's name and I don't know it I'm going to go research Right. so mm-hmm. maybe that'll inspire <clears throat> people to start being like well who is this and going and then you, then they might get fans and people in the stands and that's what they need I, so the instances where I've seen this like you know on the shop you'll see a WNBA player you know maybe not every single episode but enough of them to where you can see that it's kind of intentional that mm-hmm. they are bringing WNBA players on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you see that, you know, that at least some of these things are being done, maybe not on the level that they could be. And I think that's probably where, you know, you probably say, all right, some more could be done in Absolutely. that area. 
Absolutely. Um, I, I still think that I still think that it is the responsibility of the WNBA to grow the game and to decide who their fan base is, right? <laughs> so, so um, looking at the numbers, surprisingly, it's older white males who watch the WNBA. I'm going to just be quiet. Okay. I mean. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> and so, so. I'm just going to say I'm not surprised. How about that? I'm going to just say that. I'm not surprised. Um, I, I can't speak to who they're marketing to. I can't speak to it ain't them. They're trying to uh, <laughs> who they're trying to to open up to or who to appeal to. Um, but I think I sent you this a couple of weeks ago. While um, it was it was brash and and funny, I think Bill Burr made you know a point about what he was saying. He talked about how the Real Housewives of whatever city um has such a large fan base and you know some of these women are getting millions of dollars per episode and we don't see the same for our women's sports and so um i think that i think deciding on a fan base and who you're going to market it to, whether that be young women, whether that be, you know, women, college, high school, young adult age, decided that, okay, this is who we're going to put our steam behind, bringing in as new fans. Like, now with the the little bit of marketing that's been happening, you have older white males as your core fan base. And so... So why not market to them? I'm just saying. Well, I don't, so, don't reinvent the wheel. No, true. But I think that we have to account for growth, right? Like the the, yes. the biggest NFL fans are not the the diehard football fans. They are the casual fans who may just want to be seen in the skybox at, you know what I'm saying, at a Falcons game, at a, at oh, a Rams game. Huh? I said, oh, my God. That's so I, sad. And so that's the that's the biggest opportunities for growth for yeah. fan base. Those, unfortunately, those fair weather fans, those casual fans, who will help to grow the league. Not to, obviously, you still, you know, um, you still take care of your core fan base, but we have to go for the opportunities of growth. Yeah, I, I think that whoever's making the decisions, because because you can tell that there is no definite de direction and who we're trying to market to and who we want our well, fans Where do you ever see market? I mean, you see like the little commercials where it's like, you know, we got next. Um, and it, it appears that it appears that, you know, the market is like, we're just marketing to all women. Because it's the we. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we're like, well, okay, it that's... doesn't appeal then because I'm a woman and I, I'm like, when do they ever? So it's going over my head basically. Right. As a female, whatever you're doing isn't working. At WNBA, right. if you're trying to get women mm -hmm. to support WNBA, right. you're not doing a good job. 
Just mm-hmm. so you know. Because yeah. I'm like, when do they ever show any marketing for But, okay. I, I, I think I've seen a few, mm-hmm. but they just, that's not appealing. Go, yeah. That's yeah. not appealing. Right. It's not. Because you want me to make it about like feminism, like we're women. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's not, I mean, yes, that's right. true, but that's not, that's not what I'm a, I'm a, so I'm a sports fan. So right. make me want to go watch the game by showing me things that are going on in the game that make it worth it. Don't right. show, don't talk about us, be this, whatever. No, mm-hmm. that's not how you market. Not if you want real people to watch. Not the, right. I'm just, I'm just saying. That's just me. No, no, I'm like, with you. that just makes no sense. It makes it no doesn't, sense. It doesn't, and I, I, I would, you know, want to understand what goes on in those meetings when they decide, okay, this is what we're going to go with for this year. You know, yeah. Um, Somebody ripping off the WNBA. That's all yeah. I'm gonna tell you. Because you get paid. They got a firm that they're paying to to do this. There. <laughs> you get paid for nothing. They're failing. It's bad. Yeah, miserably. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but I I hear you. But I'm still mm-hmm. gonna say to the question: These NBA players still have a. I'm not. It is not their responsibility. I do mm-hmm. not need them enabling. I do not. They do not need to come up with a sustainability uh, mm-hmm. uh, strategy. That is not what I'm saying. But there are simple things. Just you as an individual mm-hmm. with the platform that you have as an NBA player can do to help. It isn't about growing the league. It's about having these women have uh, uh, just exposure. Like mm-hmm. individual. I feel like that is what's true for women when it mm-hmm. comes to sports is right. we're more attuned and, and, and connected to an individual. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus like talking to women who watch sports, a lot of them, including myself, talk about like a friend of mine was like, oh, you just got a you got somebody on every team that you like. Like mm-hmm. pretty much. That's why yeah. I like that team because they got such and such on it. Or why I support that team because they have such and such on it. So mm-hmm. it's less about we, less about the league it's more mm-hmm. about like promoting these women individually like and so if there's anything that the nba players can do is that help promote right. them individually mm-hmm. so that they become i mean almost giving them celebrity status yeah that's what they need Celeb these wnba players need celebrity mm-hmm. status that's what it boils down to if you want women to what that's what they're going to need to be Right. That's the reason the whatever housewives the women have they got celebrity status. Oh, I I mean, yes. Yeah. But For I somebody. think that I think that they have established a clear like market. These are the people that we're going after as fans. You know, and, I don't know because they're they're women on there who you may have never heard of before. Then, Most of them because I don't watch it, but right. yes, yeah. But, but I'm the one they missed with all the whatever they have. What they I, right, <laughs> they miss me with it, but yeah. But I, yeah. I, but still, if I were to talk about when I did watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, mm-hmm. 
it was people. Right. It wasn't the show as a whole. I thought mm-hmm. it was horrible. <laughs> I thought just the whole premise <laughs> of it is horrible. Yeah. This whole reality TV thing is horrible. Uh-huh. But the people, there were people that I was connected to, right. like wanting to know what was happening in their lives, wanting to know how things mm-hmm. were going with them. And I think that's what the appeal becomes. Like for me, for instance, reality TV that, that I watched was Love mm-hmm. is Blind, the first season. Oh, yes. I was connected to the people. But but that's after you started watching. Like you didn't know those people before. I did not, but this is my point. They didn't right. need to do a better job. If you connect people to the women to the, of the I, WNBA, then they will they will follow. You just gotta get them. Okay. There. So I see that point. So yeah. They're not, they're not, you you're saying they're not doing a good job of promoting their stars. No. Yeah. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. If you say NBA, what are people gonna say? I mean, Kevin Durant, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, like you know, you got your people. Even retired people, Shaq, Kobe, Kobe they gonna yeah. say Michael Jordan, the mm-hmm. WNBA because they're people that right. are connected. I mean, we know more because we're yeah, about to, yeah. sports people, so we know way more about what's going on. But the that casual fan you just talked about, who mm-hmm. makes up the majority. It's because they're connected to a person. Right. I watch because I love LeBron. The Lakers are my team because LeBron is on there. Right. So I, that's the dilemma. <laughs> making making these women superstars. And that's the only place I see the NBA players having some ability to help them. Okay. I think I think it would have to it would have to be something large scale though <clears throat> you know because I, I see like a podcast here a podcast there where how do you drum up the interest because I, I think it has to be more than just having them on or having yeah, no. them that's why I said you know, when you're doing these <clears throat> deals for these commercials right I just let me slide this in here let me let's just, right. just let me slide this in here. It's just but, part of what when I come, she come. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I, no, no. So okay, so I agree with that. Yeah. If, if I'm a brand though, and we've seen brands do it, like you know, I gave the example of uh, Chris Farm. Paul doing that with State Farm, mm-hmm. um, and you know, there are a couple of they just announced a couple of weeks ago that. LeBron's son, Bronny, um, just received an NIL deal um, in high school. Jesus. Um, and there were, mm-hmm. I, I want to say, two um, girls basketball players, high school girls basketball players that received NIL deals as well. Um, I think that you are going to see some stuff like that, right? Because they there are WNBA players who have signature shoes. You're going yeah. to see stuff like that. Um, but I think. But do you see commercials for those shoes? Huh? Do you see commercials for those shoes? Here and there, but not not in mass. But but that's why that's why that's what the point I was trying to make. Because if I'm Chris Paul, I can go and say like, here, like, do this. But if I'm a brand and I'm looking at where most of my eyes are gonna be, 
and I know that the WNBA has a problem promoting its stars, then how much can I truly invest in putting one of these women in there? Like, cause the reality is it's all about numbers. And so how much can I truly invest in saying like, okay, I'm going to give this WNBA player this much money, knowing that she's only going to get this amount of eyes on her because this league is poorly marketed. I don't want her to be in a commercial by herself. Right. I want her in the commercial with Chris Paul. Right. I'm not saying, no, that's what I'm saying. That's how it's going. That is going to be the way that, like, I don't care how you put her in the commercial and you mm -hmm. ain't got to pay her nowhere near what you pay Chris Paul to be. And we, right. we, we've already discussed equity. We understand mm -hmm. the difference. So that's what your point is about, the equity. And it, it doesn't make sense from a business standpoint, from equity, for me to give her what I would give Chris Paul. But the, I am not asking you to put her in this in this commercial with Chris Paul for her to get the same money that Chris Paul gets. What I need you to do is put her in this commercial for is so that people start to see who she is. Well, what is her name? What is she doing? What like right. I'm going to be more curious about who she is because she keep popping up in these commercials mm -hmm. with Chris Paul. Right. So no, I, I agree on that part. I, I think the yeah. I I did use that part as an example, but I was speaking more to the part of like you asked me about the question about how many times you've seen a commercial with the signature shoe, like that Chris Paul commercial ran constantly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I don't know if it did what it was supposed to do or not, but I do know when we talk about those signature shoes that WNBA players have, I don't see a lot of commercials about those. And yeah. so if I'm Nike. And I've given, you know, a WN player, a WNBA player a signature shoe, and I paid them what I believe it to be worth. Mm -hmm. And I have to pay the to run the commercial. Then I can't run it but so often. You know what I'm saying? For because those shoes probably aren't going to generate the same amount as an NBA player's shoes. And that's why I just it all still kind of boils down to money. It you know, does. It's unfortunate. So, what if the NBA players in those instances were on this? We got, we got the same. We're the same brand. Mm -hmm. We both, we both got Nike, right? Right. What's that's an area where you could be like, you know what? I don't need no money. I'm gonna just be in this commercial with her. Okay. Right. Because mm -hmm. I'm gonna generate more attention, and you're gonna get more money. Period. But I'm also going to help her get more attention. So I would say it, it would have to be another way other than that because at the end of the day it's the brand that kind of gets you know the benefit here. Right? It's not necessarily it's not going to necessarily be her because if they put me in a commercial for free and it's my name that's generating the, you know, mm -hmm. and you're only going to pay the WNBA player a very small portion, and you're going to keep the rest by having my name in the commercial, then I've done it. I've done a disservice to myself and to my family by allowing this brand to kind of manipulate the situation. So I... I <sighs> This is, I mean, it's look, we just spent yeah, we spent thirty minutes time on it. already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, 
but yeah, this is a difficult one to to kind of try to think yeah. through. And maybe this is the issue that they've been having how yeah. to how, how to do it the right way. Yeah. Um, but I know something has to be done, you know, Absolutely. in order for before to yeah. Right. To last. <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. Or to we last. We don't want the league to continue to lose more money than it has no. been losing. Um these owners, these WNBA owners want to protect their investments, which is why they are, you know, um taking such a lion's share of um the revenue split. Um, but these WNBA players do need to be paid more. Yeah. Um and so I, I think that former President Barack Obama really is a part of this group that's trying to buy the Suns and Mercury. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that. Maybe weekend. we'll I see some change. Yeah. Maybe we'll see some change come because we need it. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody with a brain, come on. <laughs> right. Somebody that's, that's willing to like give their brain time and, and effort heart. on that side of it. Exactly. Yep. A brain and a heart. I don't want to just mm -hmm. say a brain. A brain and a heart and heart, yeah. to like really see these this this league make it. So yeah. Well, I guess we really just like we ain't did this in a minute, right? Well, we just, just yeah. like going in on one. That's good, right? Bro. It's good. Well, y'all let know us know. Right. Yeah, let us know who you guys think is really right. Um, should NBA players do more? I'm on the side of while they probably can. I don't know that they should. And Steph believes that NBA players, there are some things that they can do um, a little more in order to help the WNBA and the WNBA Absolutely. players specifically. Real good topics. Yeah. All right. Now, this was the first time I remember seeing this. I don't I don't remember seeing college game day going to a black college in 2008 or whenever they say it was 2012, whenever 2011. It didn't matter. Cause then we don't remember. It. We don't remember <laughs> it. Um, and so to me, this is the first time that yep. college game day had ever been to a black college. Um, and they couldn't have gone to a better, um, it didn't make any program sense at the moment. <laughs> well, um, they went to, to Jackson state, um, yep. with coach prime down in Jackson, Mississippi, as they took on um, the Southern Jaguars. Yeah. And um, I can't I can't begin to explain how I swell up, swole up with pride when I saw, you know, um, just college game day on a black college campus. Yeah. You know, I do yeah. know, I do remember, this wasn't college game day, but I do remember um, some years back when Stephen A. Smith brought um, SportsCenter uh -huh. to Howard for Howard's homecoming okay. during the HBCU week um, a couple of years ago. Okay. You know, that was another moment where I was like, man, you know, like, you know, it's good to see like some type of change like this. It's good to see some type of motion like this. Yep. Um, but but something like College Game Day, which has kind of been like an institution for years now. For um, real. You know, for them to see, and, and it wasn't just that they went there. Um, and I guess I can really only speak for Pat McAfee on this, but the way that he immersed himself <laughs> in the, you know, in the black college culture, yeah. um, where you could tell that he had went out and he was kind of bonded with yeah. um, some of the, the people throughout the, yeah. the their duration of time there. Right. Um, and he started a whole uh, chat with the, with the Jackson State uh, <laughs> 
crowd. Like it was good to see like that they yeah. they didn't just go to kind of exploit what's going on no. right now. They they took it serious, you know. Yeah. And Stephen A was there with him. Yeah, yeah. He was their celebrity guest speaker. And I like, yeah, no, I'm serious about this. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I so I appreciate him even. Yeah. For yeah. you know what I'm saying, his consistency in right. this in this realm. So yeah, no, this this was the best. Yeah. Um yeah. Who is swag? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it, it's um right before he got off of college game day and he went to go, you know, get his team ready and everything. Um he led the, the Jackson State fans in that chant, who is swag? Yeah. Who is swag? Um, yeah. And I No, man, it's I, great. I can't you know they they did swag in the field too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I I keep thinking about this because I keep hearing, you know, commentators and interviewers keep asking Coach Prime about uh, a power five job. And you know, obviously he would have to do his due diligence, but man, I, I really feel like we need him to stay in black college football. I don't um, think he's gonna square. I don't want to believe that he will, but I do understand his loyalty to his coaches and you know, he talks about how criminally underpaid they are. Mm. Um, and so mm. for them to be so underpaid, how he could like, you know, create a situation for them. I just, man. He's not I, bored. He's just tired. Yeah, I'm just tired. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's not bored. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping that they are, you know, they're, able to make sure that he stays there and that they are able to pay those coaches with their work. Yeah. I mean, you got personal relationship. Well, we have personal relationship with one of his coaches. Anyway. Yeah. So, like, Shout out to Coach Flea. Coach Flea. Yeah. No, I'm not calling him that. Coach Flea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I am uh, I am uh, eternally grateful. Even if he said this is it, my last year. He has still made yeah. an indelible imprint on the way that the world sees Use. HBCU. Definitely. So I am appreciative, if nothing else, for what he's already accomplished. And yeah. to have, like you said, to have college game day, there was um, a very um, special moment. Yeah. Very special. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. All right, so I don't know. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of these Paul this brothers. Your world. You know this your world, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sick of the Paul brothers, you know, going out and creating these fights. And I feel like I don't know if they're really winning them, if somebody is kind of behind the scenes pulling the strings, but Jake Paul um decided to fight Anderson Silva, who is um a legend in mixed martial arts. Um, and Jake Paul had an interesting wager. He said that if he wins, Anderson has to become the president of an organization to help MMA fighters get better benefits, which shout out to Jake Paul. That is something that, that is needed. Um, I, I loved it. The, they treat, actually, the UFC is kind of different. You know, any other mixed martial art league, they are treated as independent contractors. Mm -hmm. um, they actually treat the UFC um, fighters as employees. 
mm-hmm. and they just kind of have terrible like they're not able to go get their market rate for their fights not like a boxer would where they could say okay listen i need 300 million somebody like mayweather i need 300 million 300 million to make this fight mm-hmm. um the the league acts on behalf of all of the fighters um and it's kind of been a conflict of interest um so i think this was great for jake paul to like kind of press for but yeah. um the reason why i said i'm sick of this is because jake paul won last night and he did beat anderson oh. silver I, I kind of feel like it was a setup anyway. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. I kind of felt like it was a setup. I mean, first of all, you've been, the people you fought, you hadn't fought a real boxer yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your record of, what is it, 6-0 now? Who cares? Like, that's not, who cares? Right. You fighting other people who YouTubers and people who fight in different arenas than boxing. Like, fight a boxer. Then yes. come back, talk to me. Right? right. But, um, but I feel like um, either way, I'm like you said, kudos to him for mm-hmm. this even being, no matter whether it was a setup stage, whatever it was, I hope they follow through um, mm-hmm. just because I feel like it was, um, it was just good thinking because the, the other side of the wager was real weak. Yeah. If Adam, if I mean, if um, if Anderson Silva had won, what that looked like was like you gotta wear something. Like it was dumb. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was weak. So it's like, yeah, you just setting this up for people to just okay want you to win, I guess. Right. Because yeah, but either way, good to hear that he won. Hopefully yeah. they'll move forward with that because it's not fair. Um, these people are putting their, their lives on the line essentially uh, every time they step step in a ring because that's why I can't watch it. It's just too violent for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watch football, but at least they got a helmet and some pads on, right? right? Um, so I just feel like I hope that this this has some legitimacy to it and that they do move forward with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I sent you this clip about Antonio Brown and him being on the PB, PBD podcast. I don't know what that stands for. I need to search it. But he's on the PBD podcast, and I thought that the the interviewer that was talking to him did a really good job of trying to kind of probe, yeah, probe for, you know, why he's been behaving, at least when it, become, when it comes to Tom Brady, why he's been behaving in a manner that he has been. Um, and in true Antonio Brown fashion, he attempted to take no accountability for any of the things that he had done, even going so far as to question why he thought that it was a dig for him to put a picture of he and Tom Brady's now ex-wife, Giselle Bunchen, um, a picture of the two of them hugging after the Super Bowl on some shirts. And the way that he, the way that he tried to rationalize um, doing that is he said it was for kids. Um, it, it's the proceeds are gonna go to kids whose fathers aren't in the home, which in and of itself is a dig. Is a dig. Um, and he he tried to steer away from that as as much as possible, and um, it led me to believe that I I don't know. If it's mental health, 
at this point. I mean, clearly there's something wrong with it. I'm not saying that. But yeah, it's 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 a part of it. And and let's just be clear, he could have um he can have a mental health disorder that causes him to act in these act out in these ways, right? Mm -hmm. He could. He yeah. could. Um, but I also feel like some of this, so let me stop. Why do you think it's more than mental health? Because you I'm gonna let you finish what you were saying. Sorry. See, I did it again. I can't Oh no, 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 no. I, I um I just think that when you listen to him talk, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, he seems all there. He just seems like he just doesn't take accountability for the things that he does. And it was funny, I sent the I sent that same clip to to my friends in the group chat and I was like, he's either incredibly smart or incredibly stupid. Smart enough to pretend like he doesn't know what you guys are talking about and have him think that you're stupid. <laughs> I, so, you know, what my, what my comment was about mm -hmm. this, like, you know, I have been from day one saying like this man, this, this man, I'm, and he even used the word crazy. I don't, well, mm -hmm. I feel like there are mental health issues regardless mm -hmm. but I, some people have high intellect and mental health issues yeah and putting the two together is deadly yeah and i feel like he might be one of those individuals with high intellect and mental health issues okay and so he um kind of is able to use his intellect to manipulate things but the actions that you the actions that you take sometimes lead me to believe that that's mental health. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Um. But I said this today, right? When we were talking about this before, mm -hmm. I said, at this point, I feel like it's just time for a mama, mama, yeah. mama to him. <laughs> he has to have a mama moment. He need a mama who just gonna go grab him up in his collar mm -hmm. and look him in his face and say, boy, <laughs> Shake stop <him>. it. <laughs> stop it now. Yeah. Because if you are truly this person, like the, the person that was interviewing him said, mm -hmm. you have walked away from football and your comment was, I don't need it because I got businesses. Mm -hmm. So if this is your real truth and you've walked away from football and you're concentrating on your business the pursuits, you do not have to continue to put yourself in this position of being in the spotlight or it's it's ye like mm -hmm. do you think ye got a mental health issue yeah if they're operating on that same level like they need that that controversy mm -hmm. that that antagonistic viewpoint to be able to keep themselves in the midst of things because mm -hmm. I Kyrie got well anyway but it's not for the same purpose right like he I genuinely feel like I don't know that Kyrie has mental health issues I don't mm -hmm. believe that 
I think Kyrie is just really firm about some things that mm -hmm. he believes that might be a little wacky to the rest of us, right. but he believes firmly in them. Or he's really, uh, you know, strong about pro-black, all this kind of stuff. And I and, and that's just where he is. Mm -hmm. I don't think he has. But these two is different. Yeah. When you look at Kanye and you look at him, there's something wrong. Yeah. The actions they take don't, they're not logical. The, the actions are illogical. And that's what makes me think it's mental health. Right. You're just both really smart. Mm -hmm. But the actions are, yeah. Yeah. Like something's not connecting like it needs to. Yeah. <laughs> it really ain't. It ain't connecting. So, yeah. so that's just my take on that. And 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 there's no way you're gonna be able to convince me that you you weren't trying to dig at Tom Brady when you made no, those. Yeah. I don't no way. no no way you. And then for you to turn around and say you made them so people who don't, kids who don't have that, you just you just did double dig. You double yeah. dug. Like, what is that? Right. So, yeah. Either way, I'm keep praying for the young man. Yeah, me too. That's all I can do. Pray too, for you. Lord. Real roll call. Yeah. All right, so... You know, Charles Barkley, Barkley is outspoken and he has a lot of stuff to say about a lot of things. But Thursday night, he said something to the effect of uh, Clay Thompson may just not have it anymore after suffering so many different injuries. And this was after the 29-point loss to the Phoenix Suns. Um, Clay heard this and he said it was hurtful because of how hard he worked to get back. Do you think that? Do you think that uh, Charles Bar Charles Charles Barkley, excuse me, was right? And I I can't agree with that. This mm -hmm. man helped the Warriors. I mean, he helped the Warriors get an, another championship. Mm -hmm. His return seems to be what the catalyst was. If we think about it, everything else was the same. I can't. I can't go with that. I can't go with that. And especially when you sit, you're going to put it on him after they lost 20. He's not the only person on the floor. No, 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 no. And, and, and that wasn't, that wasn't all that he talked about. Cause he talked about how Draymond is not, not playing the same way. way that he played yeah. during. And so I think that just naturally when you suffer two injuries, the way that Clay suffered them, there is going to be some dropped off, drop off. Of course. Same way with Kevin Durant. Um, but I think that um, he was right and I'm not saying this because I don't like Clay or anything like that but the reason why they won that championship last year and I'm going to stop after I say this is uh, what's the what's the kid's name from Canada? Jordan Poole? No, not Poole. Oh, Andre, uh, Wiggins. With Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. That is the reason why they won that championship. Okay. I mean, you can see, like, Clay is just a little bit slower in, in yeah. defense, and you know, oh yeah, no, it's he was a dog on defense. That was his, that yeah. was what, his and that was his specialty. That was his specialty. Absolutely, it was a dog, and yeah. and you're right. And heck, as you get older, bunker injury, yeah, you're just gonna slow down a little bit. But right. it just felt, and I get his point. Like, why you? Why are you? using me as this like right. you know what i mean like i'm this barometer of 
like no, like I do you know how hard I had to work to even get back here to be here? Right. Yeah. Well, and, and that's why Charles, I like this Charles though. Just uh, don't Clay, don't pay Clay, Clay, Clay has to not be so shit. Clay has to not be so sensitive. Don't especially he, not the son Charles Barkley said. Yeah, yeah. Um, because what he said, you know, if you look at the way that Clay was playing again, like uh, what's the kid from the Sun? The Suns. He was giving Clay all he could handle. Um, Who Devin Booker? Devin Booker, giving yeah. Clay all that he can handle, and so he um, give everybody all they can handle. Yeah, I, so I, I think in the past though, what you would have seen is Clay still be able to, you know, at least hunker down somewhat, and he his inability to do that, and not just this game, and you know. A few of the games this season, you can just kind of see like he he's kind of falling off a little bit. Okay, well, you know how I feel about my Warriors. I so. know you do. Yeah, I I know this one was gonna be difficult for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, you know what you can do. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Kyrie Irving um, mm -hmm. supports an anti-Semitic uh, movie and book on his social media. What do you think is going to happen to him? And go. So I know the owners already come out and stated how they are disappointed in him for this. Mm -hmm. He may be fined um, mm -hmm. up to getting some gang suspension, maybe, because this is part of your contract. Like, you can't be out here being racist, yeah. even if that's, you know what I mean? And I know, so to, to be clear, this book is basically about um, how somebody wrote a, a book that says Jewish people stole stuff that African-Americans should have. or so it, It's mm -hmm. kind of along those lines. I right. can't remember the name of the book, but I know that's kind of the premise of it. And mm -hmm. so he's supporting this from what we talked about earlier. His mm -hmm. thing is pro. He just really loves his people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he really is about what's good for African-Americans. That's just mm -hmm. his thing. That's just who he is. Right. And and so I know that's his point, but you got to pay attention, sir, to everything mm -hmm. that's going on. Sorry, I took up the whole minute. Oh, no, that's good. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean... <sighs> it's a lot that I want to say on this issue, <laughs> but I don't want our podcast to be canceled. <laughs> um, okay. I, I, but I will just say this. I think... What I'm starting to see is that any type of critique, like because black people can be critiqued all day, any type of critique of people of Jewish descent is called anti-Semitic, even yeah. if it isn't necessarily hateful towards it's them. It's not hate. What I'm saying. Right. 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 Um. And I'm just starting to kind of notice the difference in the treatment of the communities, and um, I'm not a fan of it. Now I'm I'm against any type of hate of any type of people. And you got to um, know that as a athlete, you've got an influence right. on people, and yeah. and what you say is going. If they're not going, they might not look at it the way you do. Mm -hmm. They're going to take it and be like, oh, we need to hate all Jewish people. Like, that's, that's, and that's where the, the part. Yeah, irresponsibility that's the part right in it comes in for me is 
you got to understand. If you're going to say sit here and put this on your social media, then you also need to have some sort of disclaimer. Like, right. I am supporting this for the fact of blah, 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 blah. I do not support da 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 You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. people will take what you, you say. Oh, Kyrie, I'm I'm a Kyrie fan, and I believe in what Kyrie believe in, and I'm going to go, and then I hate Jewish. Like, that is not what we want to happen. Mm-hmm. That's not it. Right. That's all I'm saying. Just the irresponsibility. You can like what you like, feel what you feel, believe what you believe, mm-hmm. but you got to understand that you have a sphere of influence that requires you to have a level of accountability and responsibility. Period. What you say and what you, yeah, I agree. Period. I agree. And I'm not telling you not to say I agree with this or I believe in this, but make sure you put the rest of it out there. Right. I'm not trying to tell y'all to go out here and hate Jewish people. Mm-hmm. That that was a, a kind of a, and this was afterwards, but that was kind of the thing that um, Kanye was making himself clear about in his apology that he came out. But with. you were irresponsible in your original. In your because, now what happened? Yeah. What happened? Right. Right. It's just you gotta be think before you speak when you're in these when you have this sphere of influence. And I know Kyrie has already said he's doubling down. He is not apologizing. He is not cutting coming back from this. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious to see what the team is gonna do because it's in a socially irresponsible, is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's his personal opinion, but it's right. socially irresponsible. Yeah. Looks like this uh we should have went all real good topics with this one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. I, I'm just saying because I mean it's a lot to it's yeah. a lot to talk about with with each of these topics, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I you you're right. What you said was right. We we just have to be we have to be responsible with you know kind of whatever our messaging is and not leave it up to just the support of something we've seen via, you know, via social media or something like that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Just like you, you just took the moment and said, mm-hmm. I'm going to curtail perhaps some of what I would want to say, because it's my personal opinion, right? Because it's not socially responsible to put that out there on our podcast. Right. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's it. It's you not can that still hard feel that. just how you feel, right? Mm-hmm. You can still have your same personal opinion. It didn't change it just because right. you didn't say it. Mental health moment. Yeah, this one's pretty cool. Um, I've been looking at things from a different perspective. You know, we started this as a spotlight, and we still will, mm-hmm. spotlighting athletes who are, you know, coming out and speaking publicly about very private things, such as their mental health issues and how they're dealing with them and their triumphs, um, and and we will still do that, but I also felt like it was our responsibility to to promote ways that people can um, find tools and ways to deal with their mental health issues. And so this is a story about Framber Valdez, Mm -hmm. who is a Houston Astros starting pitcher, Mm -hmm. Uh, actually one of the best in the game. One of the best, yeah. and for the past three years, he's been practicing meditation. 
as a way to deal with his stress and anxiety. And this is something that I do with my clients um, because I feel like it is it is huge um, as as a an effective tool in especially in the moment, right? And mm-hmm. so um, for him particularly, he had been struggling with focus and um, not being able and being stressed during the game, and so that's taken away his focus. To be and and anybody who knows baseball, the pitcher mm-hmm. got to be the most focused person on the him and the catcher. <laughs> they yeah. got to be pretty focused, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and so during the Yankee series that they just ended, um, before before going to the World Series, mm-hmm. um, in the game on the twentieth of this month. Uh, he made a few mistakes, dropped the ball, I think. He missed a, some uh, like a catch he could have gotten to put somebody out and pretty much had put them in a situation where the Yankees were uh, about to be able to, like, take the lead um, mm-hmm. because they had men on base and they were going to come back. And he had to take that moment to use some of his meditation practice on the field in the mm-hmm. middle of what's going on. And he said he used the words, his chant, which is breathe, smile, relax. Mm-hmm. I love this yeah. because I tell people all the time, like in the moment when you're emotional, when it's stressful, when it's when it feels like overwhelming, being able to utilize meditation practice at that moment is something mm-hmm. that's immediate. Like you ain't got to wait till you see your counselor again. You ain't got to go to your therapist. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait till you get home. You don't have to. And people put meditation in this box of it's just, I got to sit in you. Oh, let me not say that. Cross, cross leg. Crisscross applesauce. Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> um, and chant and hum and hold my hands and have my eyes closed. That is not, like, I meditate while I walk wide open, eyes wide open. I'm meditating mm-hmm. because it is just a mindfulness technique of you allowing yourself to let go of some things in order mm-hmm. to, have your brain kind of stop and slow down a bit. Yeah. That's it. And so I love that he did that in the middle of the game. And needless to say, the Astros went on to the World Series. So mm-hmm. I guess it did all right. And it worked for him. It worked. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Now this is this is um this is good stuff. Good to hear. You know, yeah. uh, my only thing is that growing up a Yankees fan, I would have preferred him not to do it against the Yankees. Um but <laughs> Sorry about no, that, bro. No, I, yeah. I I think the thing I love about this is like, um, and you said it, not having to go see the therapist to do this. Like your therapist gives you the tools to put in your toolbox to use them when you need them. Yes, right. Um, and so the fact that he was able to pull this out of his toolbox, you know, when he needed it, is is awesome. It was dope. I loved it. So, I encourage anybody like find. There are a million different meditation, um, mindfulness techniques and meditation techniques out there. Find what works for you and incorporate. Just have it in your toolbox, as my brother just said. Have it in your toolbox. Yeah. It's something you can pull out when you need it. Breathing, chanting, whatever it looks like for you. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, feel good final thought. Yeah. All right. So here we go again. Another first. first. Another first. <laughs> Another first. For a female, um, it's uh Ivana Rich. Mm-hmm. She is the first female athletic director for Edward Waters University. She's oh. also the VP. Oh wow. Okay. 
Yes. So she's dual rolling it, okay, but I love two jobs. Two, <laughs> two jobs. jobs. Get that paper game. Like, get that bag. I ain't mad at yes. you. Yeah, but no, this is this is really cool. Um, she is African American, by the way. Yes. Um, and so yeah, I thought this was really cool. We we always like to y'all know our barometer is eyeball sweat or smile. So this mm -hmm. is definitely a smile because yeah. um having her um take on this role, you know. In, in just the society that we're in in general, it's just been predominantly uh, a male role mm -hmm. because sports feels male dominated. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you said it before we started, like we're seeing this more and more and I'm just excited to see these women take these roles and um, go crush them, ladies. That's all yeah. I say. Go crush them. Yeah. Yeah. I, and and this is especially, you know, we just got finished talking about HBCUs. Yeah. Edward Waters being um, an HBCU. Yeah. I'm not sure when it was established, but mm -hmm. I feel like my senior year of high school um, was the first time that I had heard about this school. And I believe mm -hmm. either its football program had just got started or this university itself had just kind of popped mm -hmm. up down in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Um, another celebration of, of HBCU sports. Um, and it's just good to see, you know, I think we've come across a lot of these black women athletic directors in our time of um, doing this podcast, whether it be, um, I can't think of her, her first name is Jennifer. I can't think of her last name, but she was the athletic director at Alabama State when we went to go interview mm -hmm. coach flea mm -hmm. um or the assistant athletic director or the associate athletic director at um at kennesaw state um oh, yep and just it's, all of i the, mean yeah all of the all of the black women that we've covered you know just to, even to, the uh the young the lady what's her name i can't take her name right now that's now the, the um GM for the Raiders. Yes, yes, she's the uh, the uh, general manager for the, for the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh mm -hmm. uh, no, you were not in high school when this school was founded, sir. It was. I wasn't. That you were not. That you must would, you would be. You would be Benjamin Button right now. Uh, <laughs> <in high> <laughs> Eighteen sixty-six. Okay. Okay. It's in Florida, right? Yes. Okay, so that's what it was. Their football team got started, I believe, in yeah, it's probably 2002. Right. Yeah, they're in Jacksonville. Yeah. So their football team, and I believe St. Augustine's college football team, which not mm -hmm. everybody knows this, but I was a student there for about a month and a half <laughs> <laughs> in the in the fall of 2002. Okay. Um, both of their football programs started that year. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. But listen, they've grown it since then, and clearly, you know, like yeah. she's, she's got a. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to see if I could see when they started the football program. Mm. Said it was revived in two thousand one. That's what it was. Okay, because because Saint Augs was the same thing. I think it was revived. They had mm -hmm. like gone away in like the sixties and seventies, and then yep, sixty eight. Yeah. It got yep. revived. So, so good stuff. Shout out to Miss Ivana Rich and the yeah. Edward Waters Athletic Program. 
Good luck to um, you. And the school yeah. in general, you know, yeah. for um, having the bravery to make this hire. Absolutely. I step, show yep. picks. What yeah. you watching? Hallmark. It's Christmas season already. Oh, yeah. So all the Christmas movies on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I just sit and watch Christmas movies mm-hmm. because they feel good. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So that's me. Binge watching Christmas movies while I work or do anything else other than football and watching the uh Meckham, Meckham, I think it's called it's Meckham and the um and the uh why can't I think of it right now? The the auctions. Mm. Jackson Barrett. Jackson Barrett auction, Meckham auction, or uh okay. football. I've been watching Hallmark Hallmark Christmas movies. I am a uh I am a Charlie Brown Christmas type of a guy. Really? Now that's one thing I don't watch. Charlie Brown Christmas, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, both yeah. of those. Um, Rudolph the Red Nosed <laughs> Reindeer. You and, like the old classics. Yes, and the Abominable Snowman. So those are my ones. Okay. You don't like um, what's the movie? What is the movie? I do like this one. It's some about the Christmas movie. Is that the movie where the little kid, the Stick little his tongue on the ice bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh my god! With the rocket, yeah, the uh, red rocket, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one I watch. I don't do I like yeah old Christmas movie. Of course, I'm gonna watch stuff like this Christmas. You know, when that's on, I'm gonna yeah. watch that because I oh, like yeah, that. My, yeah, me too. But yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Scrooge with Bill Murray. I watched it one time. Yeah. yeah. I I, yeah. I don't know why I love that movie. I had it on DVD. Um, okay. <laughs> and what it's another Christmas movie. I'm sure it'll come to me at some point, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's that time for me. I'm like, dang, mm-hmm. they getting started early. I'm here for it because I'm right. not a Halloween person. So yeah. it's just like I'm ready for Thanksgiving. So right. here yeah, we let's, go. Let's speed, let's speed this up. Yeah, I'm good. So yeah. Um let's see. My coworker asked me what I did. So at one of my high schools, the one I'll be at tomorrow, which mm-hmm. is Halloween, yeah. they um are allowing the kids to dress up for Halloween. That's gonna be mm-hmm. interesting. Oh yeah. Um, we, but we talking about high schoolers, okay? So that's gonna be real interesting. Hmm. Um, but they're gonna dress up, and so one of my coworkers asked me, "Was I dressing up?" I said, "Sure." She said, "Would you go come as?" I said, "A counselor." <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm at a preschool. Yes. And so I, I, I had to to uh dress up for, for character day on Friday. So I'll I'll send you the picture of that. Oh, please send me the picture because you missed that one. See, you normally send me everything. I know. So you didn't want me to see this. Yeah, I'm about okay. to say you know you know why. I didn't see <laughs> please send me that. You know yes. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, so she said she's gonna be a dinosaur tomorrow. I said more power to you. I'm good. Dinosaur. Okay. I will be a counselor tomorrow. Let's see if you I can guess what movie picture. this is from. Oh gosh. Okay. Oh, yeah, I can't. They, wait. they they really got me. They they got me. Okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
What so, uh, movie is this from? What is uh, that in your hand? A rat. A mouse? A rat. rat. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, I don't know. Probably because if it's scary, I ain't seen it. Uh, it's a it's a cartoon movie. In Kanto. See, I didn't see that. Okay. So I actually I still haven't seen it, but I was being a good sport. Yeah. My, my team members, all of us who are on my hall that are SMP, um, they said Encanto was a movie and that I had to be Bruno. And you got on flip flops and everything. Jesus. Yeah. I'm mad at you. <laughs> that is hilarious. Look I, at you. I got deep into the role. <laughs> you did. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. Okay. Toy rats. Oh my gosh. That the only is... thing I don't have is the wig. I didn't, I wasn't able to find the wig. That's okay. You, yeah. you still did this. You did this. <laughs> okay. I love that you participate. It's you got little kids. It's yeah, like, you, you, you kind of got to. They yeah. already know better than me. What? Yeah. I will be a counselor. That's what I'll be. <laughs> To me. Oh man. So what are you watching? Atlanta. Okay. And so they have gotten back because the third season was kind of the last season, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Season three was kind of weird. And so they ran <laughs> season three and season four kind of back to back. Okay. And so season four now like seems a little bit back to normal, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now okay. the genre is Afro surrealism. And so it was already kind of weird in in its own right, but they that's had, what I the felt. Third from season, the first season, they they went out there third season. So if if you thought the first season was weird, third season was over the top weird. Okay, but yeah, that's it. Okay, well we all are right at the end of one eighty two. Yeah, um, we are we are looking forward to this two hundredth episode. And so once we decide exactly what weekend it's going to be, we're going to start nailing down our plans. So that's what we should do this week. This week, let's count those weeks that we're going to be off. Okay. Let's go on and set them up. Like and set it up, yeah. Be off and just, yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. Let's so go. guys, if you want to reach out to us, you can definitely hit us at our email address. That's field the number two the real podcast at gmail.com. On our socials, you can hit us at our Twitter at field the number two the real P1. Our IG account is at field the number two the real podcast. You can see us on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok for right there above Stephanie's head, field to the real podcast. That's T O, not the number two feel to the real podcast um it goes to our facebook page definitely go to our youtube page subscribe to our channel um hit that notification um bell so that you get all of our new videos and like share um comment you know let us know what you think about the um topics you know weigh in if you so who's really right give us who you really think is right <laughs> <laughs> Or you can give us your own perspective. Yeah. Um, and if you would like to like join us on the show one day or hit us up on in, in our uh email and you know, um come sit down with us and, and, and talk sports. We're always down for that, for yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. For sure. 
we're gonna have to start getting uh some of my family back in here, you know what I'm saying, in a minute. Yeah. Somebody yeah. need to be up in here. Right. Yeah. We, we ain't sat down with nobody in a minute. I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking heavily. I wanna tell you why. This is how my mind kind of maps things. And 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 then we're gonna go. I'm sorry. No, so I was watching on Friday night, I was watching the East Carolina game and I saw Jawan. Yeah. I, I want to say he weighs number go six Duke. or number five, one of them. But he had made a couple of good plays. Yeah. And I saw Juwan. Juwan's last name is Wilson, right? Powell. Powell. Oh, that's what okay. Juwan Powell. Mm -hmm. So it was another kid on the uh, team last name, Wilson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I saw that's Wilson. Wheelay's last name. I thought about Wheelay, and I was like, that's "Man, we sat down to talk to Wheelay in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see. What, I need to see what Wheelay up to." Yeah. Um, and then thinking about Wheelay made me think about like all the other guests that we've had on here. And, uh, yeah. We just haven't uh, spoken to in a long time, so. Yeah, because Wheelay um, was the last person we talked to. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. Wheelay was the last person we talked to. Mm -hmm. So. Gotta do somebody. Look, yeah, fam. somebody. Somebody. Let's, let's, let's get our sister Jamia on. Somebody, yeah. Get our brother Cord on. Cord, yeah. Somebody, yeah. yeah. I'm with it. We listen. Where, where are your, where are your folks at? Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, you where know are your what? folks? At? I was just about to say, I, uh, um, a few of my friends have been going in on me because I haven't invited them on the show. So, uh, Carl, do. if you're listening. We gonna get you on here Please sometime do. soon. Mm -hmm. I'm here for here sometime well, always, always up for a challenge. As long as it's not a topic about the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, yes. Him and J Boy mm -hmm. together are, are a terror. Mm, bring it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Bring it. Okay. I you might know, end I, ain't up, I might end up throwing them off. Never